Welcome to Rejoicing Heart Ministries. We hope everyone is having a great day. This is Robin Donna Litwin here to encourage you with the Word of God. Today we have a teaching about you being fully persuaded to believe God's promises and see them working in your life. Our reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 4, verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Today's teaching is called Fully Persuaded. These verses were written by the Apostle Paul to explain that Abraham was 100 years old when he had Isaac, who was promised by God to Abraham and Sarah. Abraham never wavered in believing God could and would do what he said he would do. Paul said that Abraham was fully persuaded that God would and could perform what he promised. Abraham had no doubt about God's ability and willingness to fulfill his promise. That is why the writer of Hebrews called Abraham the father of our faith. Consider the word persuaded in this verse and its definition. The word persuaded summed up in one word would be easily conveyed as convinced. Abraham was convinced that God was able to deliver on his promise, but Abraham was not only convinced, it says Abraham was fully persuaded. Or in other words, Abraham was fully convinced. Using just the word persuaded or convinced would have been enough to make this message very clear. But Paul wanted to emphasize that Abraham was more than just persuaded or convinced. He was fully persuaded or fully convinced that God would fulfill his promise. Abraham had no doubt. It does not matter what promise you have from God. It is true and has to be fulfilled because God cannot lie. This was written in four different places in the Bible. First, it was written in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19, which says, God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man, that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? The second time it was written was in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 29, where it says, The strength of Israel will not lie. The third time was written by the Apostle Paul in his letter to Titus, chapter 1, verse 2, which says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Lastly, it was written in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 18, where it says, It was impossible for God to lie. If you just take these four scriptures and hold on to them, meditate on them, and know they are true, you will be fully persuaded that every promise of God is true also. Now let's look at some of God's promises that you should see working in your life. The Holy Bible, which is the Word of God, has promises about every area of your life. You need to take a hold of God's promises to know what they are so you can believe them and apply them in your life. This is how you become fully persuaded that God's word is true. God instructed Joshua on the word of God in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, which says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the book of the law, which is the word of God, day and night, he would be prosperous and have good success. Meditating on God's word, the Holy Bible, is a great place to start being prosperous and having good success in your life. The Apostle Paul gave you even more insight into how to believe, become fully persuaded, or to have the faith to see these promises working in your life in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, which says, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Paul said that your faith comes by hearing the word of God. 
In other words, when you read, study, and begin to understand the Word of God, you will grow in your faith in the promises of God. Now let us look at some examples of promises God has given us in His Word that would be awesome for you to apply in your life right now to see change that can only come from our Heavenly Father. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Would you like to see this perfect peace in your life? Isaiah wrote that perfect peace comes from keeping your mind on God and trusting him with everything in your life. Keeping your mind on God is as simple as what Joshua was told to do, by not letting the word of God depart from his mouth. When you keep the word close to you, that it is in your mouth at all times, everything around you will become small and worry-free compared to the promises you have from God. The Apostle Paul confirms this in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6, in the Amplified Bible, which says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Paul told you to worry for nothing, and he continued in this verse telling you to pray and be thankful making any requests or concerns known to God. The Apostle Peter also told you to take your problems to God because he cares for you in his first letter, chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. This is only a sample of scriptures that can help you have peace in your life right now. Going forward, as you read and meditate on the word, God will show you many more scriptures to help you to have this perfect peace. Now, God has dozens of scriptures about healing that can take you to perfect health through being fully persuaded or having faith in his promises being true. Remember from earlier, God cannot lie, so if he said it, it is done. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. This verse says that Jesus was wounded and bruised for our sins. The availability of our perfect peace was placed upon him, and by Jesus Christ's stripes, we would be healed. This clearly says that by Jesus Christ taking stripes, dying a brutal death, and rising again, he healed you. The Apostle Peter, after Jesus' death and resurrection, confirmed this truth in his first letter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, which says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Here, Peter even went on to say, our righteousness is included with our forgiveness and healing. Thank you, Jesus. To amplify this truth that God healed you, you have to know that the Apostle John wrote that Jesus is the Word of God in John chapter 1, verse 14, which says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Knowing this, that Jesus is the Word, we add to this what was written in Psalm chapter 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Here, the psalmist wrote that God would send his word, which is Jesus, healing us. And not only did he heal us, he delivered us from our destructions. These scriptures alone should be enough for you to be fully persuaded. But you have access to numerous scriptures beyond just these to believe in through the word of God. Finally. We can look at prosperity. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 is a quote right from Jesus' mouth when he was here on earth. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, 
and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Jesus said, If you give, it will be given back to you in such a way that it will be running over what you originally gave. This is totally dependent upon how you give because it says with the same measure that you meet or that you give, it will return to you. This means if you give generously and joyfully, you will see this abundant return on your giving. If you just give because you know it's the correct thing to do, it will not work. Jesus told you that right here in this verse that your attitude in giving will affect how you receive on your giving. You have to give with a cheerful heart and desire to be a blessing. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says that God loves a cheerful giver. The reason you receive abundance back is because you are planting a seed in your giving. Consider anything you have ever planted. Everything that grows has seeds that reproduce. If you plant one seed, which would not be a generous, joyful giver, you potentially see one plant with many seeds. If you plant many seeds generously and joyfully, you will see the abundance Jesus spoke of here that runs over what you can even handle. Paul spoke of this sowing and reaping in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. This is another truth written throughout the whole word of God. Sowing and reaping is real. The Apostle Paul explained it this way in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Paul told the Galatians to not get tired of doing good in everything, because sowing and reaping works in everything. You will reap what you sow. Consider this not only for your money, but also in other parts of your life. The things you say and do will come back to you through sowing and reaping. This is scripturally written. I am certain that every person that hears this teaching can say they have experienced something they did coming back to them, even if they did not know it was written in the Word of God. In closing, here is a verse that sums up everything and brings it all together to fully persuade or convince you. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. In this verse, Isaiah wrote that every word that comes out of God's mouth does not return to God void. It has a purpose and accomplishes that purpose every time. Isaiah said that God sends his word where he pleases, and that word he sends prospers where he sent it. There is no exception to this verse because God cannot lie. If God sent a word on healing, prosperity, protection, peace, or anything else, it will prosper wherever he sent it. God's word has been sent to you so you can receive it and believe it right now through being fully persuaded that God's word is true without fail. Amen. Father, thank you for your word being true. Help us to be fully persuaded with all your promises to put our confidence in you and your word without wavering. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to Rejoicing Heart today. If this teaching has blessed you, please consider becoming a monthly partner to help us increase the ways we are proclaiming the word of God. This is easy to do. Just visit our website at rejoicingheart.net. We thank you for your support. We leave you with more encouragement from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice.